0: For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
1: If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder, Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your Earth walk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com.
2: The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show.
3: And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. If you'd like to uh, visit us online, our website is tv.com and all social media sites, @xoneradiotv Radio TV. And you can always send an email to exxon at My guest this uh, first hour of tonight's show is Peter Kling, And the Kling family has a 500-year history of standing for the truth, starting with the Reformation of the Church. Following in his ancestors' footsteps, Peter Kling began his education in the scriptures before the age of 5 and his education in the sciences by the age of 10. Peter first started seeing future events at the age of 9, had alien contact at the age of 18, has survived attempts on his life 16 times, including an NDE, in which he crossed over and then got sent back. Becoming a scientist, Peter used his education and life experience to unlock the secrets in the scriptures, which the church has kept hidden for over a thousand years. Genesis starts off with interdimensional extraterrestrials and proof of genetic engineering of the human genome. As our sciences developed, more and more secrets of the scriptures had been revealed by Peter with the advancements in science over the last 50 years, Peter states, and this is a quote, We find life everywhere. It would be only logical that life exists across all dimensions, into our multiverse, beyond our physical three dimensions. Indeed, we are not alone, but part of a large cosmic family, and uh, we are facing a paradigm change, which will create the next step in human development. Peter's website is www.peterkling.com, and he is the author of Letters to Earth,
4: The Future is Yours. And
3: welcome back to the Exxon, my friend. How have you been, Peter?
4: Very good, Rob. What what a great uh, introduction. That was fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) I only tell the truth like you do. Well, well, thank you, too, Uh, once again. I've had a most incredible life, and Mm -hmm. there's only one explanation why I'm still here, and that's only by the hand of God uh and it's because of the work that i've done and, and it's been a lifelong study you know i'm not one of these people that watch three youtube videos and then can tell you what's going on in the world uh this is this started back before the days of the computer and internet when you needed hard books to go through oh uh,
3: <laughs> they they were kept in something i
4: think called libraries exactly ah. exactly and i and i accumulated a, a very nice one myself uh, and people today, you know, we want everything right now. Yeah. And so we go to YouTube and, and, and we, you know, we get the latest and greatest from whomever. And if it tickles mm-hmm. our ears, we listen. And if it doesn't, when I, you know, if it's not appealing, we say, oh, that's a bunch of garbage. Sure. The problem is that in today's world, people have become so opinionated and closed mind mm-hmm. that they're literally not open to any kind of agreement.
3: You know what I call YouTube? And,
4: go ahead. I call it YouBoob. yeah pretty much uh i've always resisted putting videos on youtube but i think i just might do a series before i go back off grid um but you know we can see this Mm -hmm. closed-mindedness happening i've never i would have never expected this but here we are we've already got it's no longer a president elect. It's a president, yep. and we have people threatening his life, suggesting that 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 others should, some someone out there should assassinate the yep. president. I mean, this is illegal. To, to 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 threaten the president of the United States is a felony. The world is you going. Know,
3: it, the world it, is going crazy. It's going to hell in a handbasket, my friend, and and that is just one example, one of many
4: examples. I'll, Without a doubt, yeah. and and there's regardless of where we look, when we go and look, we find chaos all over the planet, and th- there's several reasons for it. Uh, it's been engineered that way. The first thing that that certainly has been accomplished is the, is the dumbing down of the general population of the planet, mm-hmm. especially Americans. Um, but I can't imagine that Canadians are all that much better. Actually, no, actually, better no, at, education least, system.
3: at least you have a business person as your president. They claim the fame of yes. our prime minister is his degree in poetry. I'll be right back on the other right. side of this break with my good friend Peter Kling, www.peterkling.com. This is The X Zone. I am Rob McConnell, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right around the world, including in Europe, Radio X. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Peter Kling is our special guest to this hour, XO Nation www.peterkling.com Peter, before you and I went on air we were talking about the Schumann Resonance and you told me something that is quite staggering
4: Yeah, actually Man, you know we've got the perfect storm brewing here We see all these riots that are going on in the United States over, over the President Right and you wonder what's wrong with these people you know we, we see uh the whole situation with islam over in in europe it hasn't reached that same extent here but we see what's going on over there and you wonder what's wrong with these people and as i mentioned everywhere you look there's chaos yeah and uh there's several reasons for it but we've got a major situation that that is it's unprecedented. And it's only exacerbating the situation. The earth, the Schumann, everything has vibrations. We find this out in string theory that all structure, all, all atomic structure uh, is regulated by a vibration of what is called string. Mm-hmm. And it can either be linear or it could be circular, but it's set to vibrate at a certain speed. And so that's what gives everything Uh, it's substance. uh, Hydrogen and and oxygen molecules vibrate at a specific rate and they love each other and they make water. Uh, If you could change the vibration, you would change the molecule and hence you would change water. Water is very susceptible to change, by the way, and we're 80% water. But what's happened with the Schumann resonance is that for years, the Schumann resonance was vibrating at 7.83 hertz. When our brain... Vibrates at 7.83 hertz. We are in what is called theta. Uh, We have delta, theta, alpha, and beta from the lowest upgrade. You know, you keep on increasing the speed of the uh, vibrations per second, then you go into different states. Delta is from. You know, you're close to brain dead at Delta Mm -hmm. or in a coma or in an extremely deep sleep. That's from zero to four cycles per second. Theta is from four cycles up to eight cycles per second. Alpha is from eight up to about 12 cycles per second. And then you go into beta. Um, Alpha is where we like to be. Uh we, we have deep thoughts in alpha, we meditate in alpha, we also meditate in theta. Mm-hmm. we pray in alpha and theta as well. We make love in alpha, we feel love in alpha, and we feel at peace in alpha and that 's the vibration of the brain, as I said, between eight and twelve hertz per second. Now, when we go above that, we go into beta and beta is really where we spend most of our conscious time during the day. Uh, at least those people who, who are working, they, they tend to, to work in, in beta, unless you have a repetitive job, then you might slip down to alpha. But beta allows us to react, to react quickly. If you're in alpha, you're not going to react too quickly. But if you're in beta, that is that is where uh, our flight and fight response is, and that's also where fear lives. It's in that beta stage. And the Earth, the Schumann resonance of the Earth 10 days ago, went from, went through alpha and is vibrating between 13 and 35 hertz. And this actually, I got caught up in this. This was actually about uh, two weeks ago today. I that think that they, this first came all to light. And it's like, all of a sudden, my whole family became instantly dysfunctional. I mean, literally. Wow. It was a situation happened. And everybody became dysfunctional. I was like, what's going on here? I've never seen this happen before. It was so far beyond my comprehension almost that it was like beyond belief. So I said, look, I thought to myself, there's got to be something that's going on. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, you start to do the research and bang, you find out that the earth is vibrating in beta, which is our fight and flight response? So it immediately pushes us, because we are running in we're running in sync with the earth. And if the earth is vibrating at a faster rate, it affects every life form on this planet, not just humans, but it affects animals, it affects fish, it affects insects, it affects trees, it affects uh, plants of all sorts. Because the earth is now vi- it's vibrating in a state of fighting, or try or flight. So we don't know exactly what's causing this it's proposed and i would certainly believe that this would have an influence on it is planet x or the niburu event Um, because it's not just earth that's being upset it's the whole solar system but this has a direct effect on, on the on humans you know i don't know a whole lot of humans that live on mars venus or any of the other planets but I know a lot that live here, and so what I did is I said, okay, let's let's try to do a little scientific study here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to do that when you hold a survey to make you try to be as benign as possible.
0: Right. But I
4: went on Facebook and I asked the question: Has anyone had? Uh, has anyone noticed a change in their sleep patterns? Rob, you thought I uh, was giving away free money the way people replied to that. Uh it, it, uh it lit up like, like an old switchboard, and people really, started huh? commenting yes uh my my- my patterns have changed. I can't sleep anymore uh it, my, my i'm I'm waking up in the morning i'm I'm falling asleep in the morning and I'm awake at night, and I've noticed this myself since I've been back off the grid, and I was blaming it on the cell phone tower sure. it, you know and so now I'm getting all this response, and it's not just from any one area it's from all around the planet. So I asked one, I asked a a second question, uh, and and that was, has anyone had any, uh, has anyone found themselves in more stressful situations in the last 72 hours? The response for that wasn't quite as spectacular as the sleep pattern response, but it was still interesting. I had uh, well over 175 people respond. Most of saying yes. What's going on? <laughs> do, do we have and any so, idea
3: whatsoever of what's going on?
4: Well, here's what affects the Schumann resonance: okay. lightning storms and the sun. Lightning storms, cre- and it's been measured that when we have severe lightning storms, that it does raise the the, the vibration of the Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's the lightning, thunderstorms, and lightning storms are directly related to solar spots, to solar, uh, to sunspots, solar right. events. Mm-hmm. So, in order for us to get one, we have to have the other. So, if that is known to increase the Schumann resonance of Earth, and it's an interesting thing, what scientists have found is that during, you know, when it would fluctuate and go up. Uh, hospital emergency rooms became a lot more active with people having both physical and mental breakdowns Mm -hmm. during high peaks of of the Schumann resonance. But now the whole thing has, you know, before it was fluctuating back and forth through alpha, it's been fluctuating through alpha for, for a while. Uh, but it, it, historically it's always been in, in the theta mode. So, you know, when our brains are in theta, we're sleeping. Yeah, what a unique thing. We were vi- Our brains vibrate- were vibrating at the same vibration of Earth. And we would get nice, restful, deep sleep. You know, you sleep for six, seven, eight hours, whatever your body required, nine, ten. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and you'd wake up refreshed. Mm-hmm. Now people are waking up like they've been beaten up all night, if they can sleep at night at all. Now, what's causing the sun to... To increase the Schumann resonance here on Earth, something has to be screwing around with the sun. Yeah. We see crazy weather, and you can't blame it all on devices like HARP uh, or, or chemtrailing because mm-hmm. what they're doing is what the chemtrails are doing is reflecting sunlight. And so, why are they chemtrailing to reflect the sunlight? And so some people are saying, "Oh, it's the, they're chemtrailing to hide Naboo or Planet X." No, it's still too far away; you can't see it at least not during the day anyway, maybe possibly you see those two suns in the morning on sunrise. Uh, but you got to be in the right place at the right time to see that. And most people that put pictures up of a, of a double sunrise or two suns, those are questionable because there's always clouds in those pictures. And clouds, or actually water, at, will transmit light. Mm-hmm. So it could appear that the sun is in two spots at the same time, just because of how cloud formations like happen. An, an I'm illusion. not saying that that it's not out there, mm-hmm. but that's the best explanation when you have clouds in the picture, right? So you had a question?
3: Yeah, I, I was just going to say it's uh, like, oh um, uh, my gosh, it slipped my mind. Oh, I, we we're talking about the uh, the photographs. And the op, it could be an optical illusion that's caught on ca- on camera.
4: Yeah, sun, uh, yeah, some of them actually aren't. Some of them has, have been vetted out as as having hot spots, mm-hmm. uh, which would indicate that something is actually there reflecting light as a heat source there. Um, so, but but most of them are, are light reflections from uh, with clouds in them. However, I have seen some photographs of. You know, what would appear to be a sun and something else next Mm -hmm. to it. Uh, But, you know, here's the thing, Rob. All these photographs always have Naboo around the sun. If we're orbiting around the sun, how is this thing always by the sun? Good point. A little odd. Yeah, a little odd, isn't it? However, there's also something else that's going on. Have you noticed the moon? You notice the way that it waxes and wanes? Yes. It, It waxes and wanes from different directions. It never used to do that. You know why it does it now?
3: Something is pulling it. The Earth, it.
4: Is, the Earth is, has picked up a wobble. We know that magma we, or, or the core of Earth is iron, mm-hmm. or so we are told. And iron is, is the most common uh, element that, that, or mineral found on this planet. And it's the gravitational... now. Niburu or Planet X is supposed to be like going over the top of us and then down underneath us. You know, once it circles the sun, who? I nobody knows where it is. I I, I would question anybody who said, "Oh, Nibiru is here," or Nibiru or Planet X, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is one place or the other. Because the people who have the, the scientific equipment to measure this thing aren't talking. So everybody else is either a uh, an amateur astronomer uh, uh, taking their best guess. Mm-hmm. Or uh, it's disinformation that we're getting.
0: I I heard a piece of
4: disinformation uh, yesterday that said Nibiru was going to be here tomorrow. Really? Hmm. Okay. Wait a minute. I don't see any ocean levels rising. I'm sure otherwise we'd be seeing news of of, uh, coastal events. If this thing has got as much... uh, mass as they they claim it does it it's believed that it would pull the oceans up right out of the beds causing huge tsunamis wiping clean the coastlines of every country in the world i don't see any change uh, reported in the tides which are governed by our moon yeah so how close can it be
3: well for one thing if uh, if we're depending on cnn to give us any news the only news they can give is anything to bash the president so we have to strike uh, cnn off but Food for thought. Stand by, Peter. You and I have to take our break. We'll be back on the other side. And Exo Nation, if you'd like to uh, contact Peter, his website is peterkling.com. And we're also going to be talking to Peter about Letters to Earth. The future is yours. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McCottle. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network and the Wi-Fi Broadcast Network. If you'd like to send an email, exon at exoneradiotv.com, and to see all the other fine programming we have on the Exon Broadcast Network, visit www.xedbn.net, where you can listen to our fine programming, 724 365, via computer, on radio, satellite, or even on your telephone. We'll be back, Uncle Way. ExoNation Peter Kling is our guest www.peterkling.com and Peter why do you think the information about Planet Nibiru or Planet X if it truly is out there is being suppressed
4: and by who Uh, Rob we need an extra hour to get into that one but I'll cover it real quickly Um, how are you going to turn around and, and save 7 billion people you can't. So who do you decide who gets who gets to go into the underground bunkers? Uh, the biggest problem is, is not that... Uh, the biggest problem that we're going to face is we stand a real good chance of getting an EMP from this thing, which will knock out the lights. Mm-hmm. It'll take down the electric grid around the world.
3: You won't be able to use and your cell phones. There'll be you no know, navigational satellites. And the list goes on and on and on.
4: Yeah. Did yeah, the government did a study... Mm-hmm. uh around 2011 i think it was that uh you know see what would it, in the study they wanted to know what would happen if the grid went down right and the study said that in two if the grid went down for two years 90 percent of the population of the united states would be dead
2: mm-hmm.
4: just that simple and then it seems like there's upgraded information which said it wouldn't take two years uh it might we, that could very well happen in a year but think about this all our food is produced it's all manufactured so, guess what happens when the manufacturing companies don't have any electricity to manufacture our food?
3: Mass starvation. No
4: food. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you want to talk about real chaos. Uh, that's pretty much what we're facing. But, Niburu is directly tied in with the paradigm change and the judgment of this satanic system of evil. And there's only one way that the the satanic rebellion can win. And that is if all that are left on this planet are their minions, are people who are Satanists. And so those are the ones who have the are granted access to those deep underground military bases or those underground cities that exist, those who are who aren't a Satanist. Who don't involve themselves with child trafficking and child sacrifice mm-hmm. will be left on the surface and they'll be wiped out so all the christians all the muslims all of the jews anybody who, who worships a god other than the the dark lord himself uh is tagged to be destroyed and that's the only way that the satanic rebellion can win however Satanic rebellion is outnumbered two to one against the mightiest force in the multiverse. It's interesting when you read the, how it's actually worded. Uh, the uh, the forces of the extent of the universe are collected together to fight the Satanic rebellion, and so. Now that we know that a multiverse exists and we're dealing with interdimensionals, dimensionals, we'll go into, yeah, we're going to have one hell of an alien war right here on planet Earth. Because this is the put, essentially, Earth has become the Alamo for the rebellion. And they've slated us for execution, well, actually for extinction. So we have to be prepared for this. And now this might sound outrageous. This may sound bizarre. But look at the situations that are going on in the world, which we don't have to be called conspiracy theorists for anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we're not prepared for the electric grid going down, and I'm not saying, you know, this is Armageddon, this is the end of the world. I'm not saying any of that. It is the paradigm change. And, yes, Armageddon is God's war to get rid of the satanic rebellion. And this is where we have to decide which side we're going to be on. Now, this is where the spiritual person, and and boy, I'll tell you what, I wish everybody had a near-death experience because then they could totally relate to this. We find out that we are, our soul is our conscious life force, which keeps our body alive. When our body dies, our conscious life force goes on we then become truly interdimensionals. dimensionals So we are interdimensionals dimensionals put into physical bodies, and we were supposed to be enjoying a fantastic life on this planet, a, a living in a Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. being at peace and harmony with the planet itself. And what ended that? The reptilian rebellion. From Genesis, it starts off with the serpent, which is a reptile, and in uh, Revelation it ends with the great dragon, also a reptile. And what do people say we have here on this planet? Reptilians. You know, if the shoe fits, wear it. But how, how come? Peter? You, you, but you go from Genesis to, uh, to, to uh, Revelation. It's all alien alien involvement in the human race. But Peter,
3: how come there, there
4: there's no evidence of it? Look at the. I was just going to say this. Look at the Anunnaki texts. Look at, they show DNA with alien figures, and here's the interesting thing, Rob. All religion and government, for that matter, can be traced right back to ancient Samaria. Right back to ancient Samaria. Uh, the Samarian Empire started with Nimrod, who was the great-grandson of Noah. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's very little spoken about in, the, in Genesis about Nimrod, two sentences long, that's about the end of it. Right. But the historical... Our record is unbelievable. Go go do the research on the historical record of Nimrod and and Samaria, and and wow, you want to talk about oppressed people. But no no
3: disrespect, Peter, no disrespect. There are books out there where a cat in the hat can talk. There are books out there, Mother Goose, and so on. So how can we take any of these ancient texts seriously?
4: uh, Because they're chiseled in stone? Well, yeah, that's because
3: they didn't have paper back then.
4: <laughs> they didn't have paper you know? back then. You know, how can we take them seriously? The people at that time took them seriously enough to build massive monuments.
3: Well, that's because the people of those you know, times this... didn't have our scientific knowledge. They they weren't as smart as we are
4: today. They didn't have
3: they didn't have computers. They didn't know anything about quantum physics.
4: Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on there, Rob. Hold on there. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you here, politely. Right. Sure. Uh, several years ago, a company I was working for hired this gal,
3: mm-hmm.
4: wonderful gal. She was a great worker, great personality. She had her Bachelor of Arts degree, so she went to college for four years. Mm-hmm. This poor thing couldn't answer questions that I learned in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. How the heck did she get through college without being able to, without knowledge that, that I was taught back in grade school? So people aren't smarter. People have gotten dumbed down. I agree, agree, Peter. I agree. And I think one of the biggest biggest
3: tools that dumb people down are iPhones, handheld devices, the Internet. Because we have a thirst now for knowledge to be instantaneous. Nobody wants to take the time to read a book anymore. Well, not very many people do, I should say. Nobody wants to slow down and smell the roses because everything has to be instantaneous and i think i that... want it now yeah exactly
4: exactly and that's and and now here this goes right along with the schumann resonance increasing mm. from that nice calm state that we were for what seemed to be forever right to a, a spot where we're in a reactionary state where we want it now we want instant re- response to our questions yeah. and i'm going to be honest with you Uh If I'm doing research, especially if I go to a YouTube video, which you know you have limited knowledge there for the most part, but if I don't hear, if I hear falsehoods coming off that video, as soon as I hear the first untruth, I yep, okay, that's the end of this one. Let's go back to to trying to find some real hard evidence and stop listening to people's opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, You you know, I try to base everything that I say in science or give or be able to back it up with science. Yeah, but Peter, that's you. That's you. That's, that's Peter Kling. That's you're not.
3: You're not. You're not part of the. You're you're not part of the ninety five percent of the Yahoos who believe that just because they can buy a PhD actually makes them smart.
4: <laughs> and that's part of the problem, Rob. Is that we've lost that organic intelligence. Yeah. We've given the organic intelligence up for artificial intelligence, and we've turned our lives over to artificial intelligence. How many people – now, let's go back 100 years.
3: Okay.
4: People 100 years ago were mo- mostly did their own farming. Yep. If they weren't farmers, they grew their own food. And now, did they just grow their own food for the week? No. They grew their own food for the next year and made sure that they had enough in case they had to go into the, the year after that. Right. You canned everything that you grew.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Put it away for storage. I bet you can go down and to walk into any apartment in New York City, any high-rise apartment on, on the Upper East Side, and you look in their refrigerator, and I bet you that it ain't even half full. I bet you go into their cupboards, and there's no groceries there.
3: Because it's on... And I'm- these
4: are the same people because they can go right down the elevator yep. walk across the street and go to their bodega there and buy whatever they want and go right back up the elevator. Exactly. Well, guess what happens when the electricity when the electric goes out? They're going to have to walk down the stairs and pray that the bodega still has some food left.
3: I'm going you know like i years ago about let's see we were living on Tivoli so that's about 11 years ago when we when they had that Solar flare that wiped out the electrical grid in Eastern Canada and northern northeastern United States yep, we were without I remember that well we were without power for seven days, okay People who were so used to their their electronic gizmos they were going nuts. It was like a heroin sure. withdrawal
4: absolutely,
3: you know, and that was absolutely. only seven days what 's going to happen if there is a massive solar flare where there is a massive um, electromagnetic pulse that wipes out the the grid as well as the um, you know the the electronics, the
4: navigational systems, the the engines, so on and so forth.
3: What's going to happen?
4: Oh, Rob, that's just conspiracy talk. That'll never happen. Ha! Huh. Uh, I, I li- mean, like, like it never happened in eighteen in eighteen fifty seven or was it yeah. eighteen fifty eight, where it melted telegraph wires? Yeah, that's right. That's you know, not conspiracy. That. That's fact. Yeah, and there was no Naburu event back at that time. No. And you know, I, I've had people. It, uh, I did a radio show earlier today uh, out of Vancouver, and, and the show consisted of questions that people asked, you know had, had asked you know yeah. after the show was posted. And one of those, one of the questions that came up was, "Oh, Naburu's just a myth. It doesn't really exist." So, what you know? Let me tell you something, Rob scientists are the biggest skeptics on the planet and when i first heard about naburu i said oh what a crock of crap yeah. i even went and started investigating Stitchin. and i was like okay there's people that say that stitching was it, it was wrong in the way that he translated the scriptures and i went to the word naburu myself mm-hmm. and looked for the definition of naburu and it means crossing now when I was doing this work, the only thing that I understood that we were really going to be crossing was the galactic plane in our twenty six thousand year progression of the equinoxes now that that's pretty much fact we're going to cross the we're crossing the plane of the galaxy, and it doesn't just happen literally overnight, so I'm thinking, yeah okay, this sounds more uh, more realistic than having some star come in out of nowhere or some planet X come from nowhere and 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 screw earth up mm-hmm. but um I also went and checked the biblical prophecies, and there's several uh, biblical prophecies that deal, Revelations is the most interesting, I believe I've quoted this on your show before, Uh, Revelations, the opening of the sixth seal, it says it starts over the great earthquake, and then it says that uh, the sun becomes dark as sackcloth made of hair, and the moon becomes blood red. And the stars fall from heaven as when uh, a a great wind blows unripe figs off of a fig tree. And uh, the the island groups, uh, then it says the heavens themselves will be uh, removed like a scroll, will be rolled up like a scroll. So we're not going to be able to see the stars there. They're just going to disappear from one side to the other. Uh, And it says the island groups and the mountains themselves will be removed. And then it goes on to say that the kings of the earth, the military commanders, the rich ones, uh, they will all seek shelter. They will call out to the rock masses and mountains to hide them. But who can escape the great and illustrious day of the Lamb and the one, uh, uh, the judgment of the Lamb and the one seated upon the throne? Stand by, Peter. So We've got event. to take our break. Sure. We'll be back this on the other side. This is the XR break. Broadcast, broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates
0: and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network.
3: You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. X-Zone Nation, Peter Kling is our special guest, and we're talking about Planet Nibiru. We're talking about, uh, let me see, we've talked about the Schumann Resonance. And, Peter, you know, you were talking about Zachariah Sitchin, and, you know, he was a, he was, in my books, he was a great man, and he brought a lot of knowledge and information forth that uh, so many of us would not have known without his work. So, so, you know, but let me ask you this, Peter. How can we take everything verbatim, you know, because a lot of the Bible, biblical scholars will tell us is, is metaphoric and not
4: factual. yeah. And here's the thing. Your biblical scholars mm-hmm. were taught by who? The religious experts. You see, I had the benefit of not having religious contamination mm-hmm. in my Bible, my biblical education. And then I didn't just stick with the Bible. I looked to science to answer the questions. Right. That's how we get genetic engineering out of Genesis two twenty one through 23. That's a record of genetic engineering. So who are the genetic engineers? But to answer your question, the best answer is track record. The track record of the scriptures which have already been fulfilled. Uh, he, he, here's something else, and I, I was, I'll just touch on this real quickly. Sure. I was a skeptic with chemtrails. I was like, what are you kidding me? Chemtrails, they're mm. vapor trails. And, and and people saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, so forth. I was like, okay, let me prove these people wrong. So I went online, and I found the formula for jet fuel. And as I'm reading down the formula for jet fuel, I come across Barry. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Why is there barium in jet fuel? Now, this is the fuel that's put into. This isn't any special chemtrail sprayer. This is just the fuel that goes into every jet that's flying around the planet today. Yeah. So why are they putting barium into the fuel? Barium is a solid. It's a metal.
3: And what did you find? highly
4: reflective metal?
3: And what was your what was your the answer to your question? Why do they put barium into
4: jet fuel? Well, the only, the only reasonable explanation would be to blow it out the back of the engine and use it to reflect light. Barium is used in, in gastroenterology most, a, a lot of times for x-rays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that barium is reflecting x-rays that, that very nicely. So it's, and what do we get from the sun? Well, among other things, we get a lot of different rays, including x-rays.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And aluminum, highly reflective that they're pumping that into into it as well but it's not part of the jet fuel but the barium is and when i saw barium it was like okay there's no reasonable explanation to have barium in jet fuels in my humble opinion and i studied chemistry you know it's like it's not like they used to put lead into gasoline yeah. methyl ethyl lead into gasoline to get higher octane mm-hmm. and to, to stop that pinging noise yeah uh so you know, a jet doesn't work like a combustion engine. You know, it's it's a turbine. You can run anything through a turbine, as long as you don't run a big goose through it, <laughs> you know. Um, that, that'll that bring down a plane. But why are they spraying? Why is this part of the formula? Now, it, the, at any given time across the United States during peak travel hours, there's 5,000 jets in the air. Mm-hmm off hours is about 3000 you know mostly freighters t- running cargo back and forth between the east coast and the west coast right they're all spraying out barium and then we have to look at what's coming out of, of some of these jets that are going by and they're not that ca- they're not natural it's not a vapor trail they're blowing out stuff that doesn't evaporate it just lingers and lingers and lingers so we have to look deeper and keep an open mind and I, that's the same thing I did with Nibiru. When I came across these scriptures that's, that were saying the sun was going to be dark and the moon was going to be turned to blood, mm-hmm. and, and then you go back to the Exodus where the sun was turned to dark it was dark for three days, it's like, okay, wait a minute. What could possibly be causing these things? Is there really a planet X?
3: Or is it and, metaphoric speaking from the well, Bible?
4: Well, when I see what's going on around the, the planet... Mm-hmm. I have to start questioning it. What's raising the Schumann resonance? Why does the sun burn even with the chemtrails that they're spraying? You go. I, I, it was what two years ago. It was April. I went outside. Now I live in the northeast of, of the United States, mm-hmm. and I was in. I, I had a long sleeve shirt, but it was a lightweight shirt, and I could feel the sun burning my skin right through the shirt. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm feeling a bite from the sun in April. But I, I said but peter, if I was in Florida I would expect this but here in the northeast uh- uh-uh. but peter What's you're you're a scientist to
3: happen? you're a scientist and before making any any assumption as to what you know the the chemtrails naburu doesn't a scientist establish the facts before he makes the conclusion
4: well you establish all the information that you can formulate a theory
3: okay let me, all, all the right let me ask you first. this let me ask you this when it comes to the chemtrails, did you, you know, you said you went online and you couldn't find any reason why barium was in the jet fuel. But did you call up an airline manufacturer and say, listen, I've read somewhere where barium is put into the jet fuel. Can you tell me why?
4: I, that, I did not. But, See, when there was no logical reason to put barium into jet fuel... But maybe, there is, maybe, there, say, is, maybe well, well, there is a logical reason. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. This was just the tip of the iceberg. This didn't take, change my whole opinion. This was just the tip of the iceberg. What I did next was, you know, and you start to gather up as much information as you can, and there's not a whole lot on chemtrails that, that's, you know, verifiable. So what does a scientist do? The next step is observation. So now you have to observe the aircraft flying in the sky, and now you have to question also why do some aircraft have no chemtrails? Why do some aircraft have vapor trails that that are are spraying out only a short distance behind the plane well, uh,
3: you know like and, I, and I just did I just did a fast internet search, and um, barium or aluminum oxides could be sprayed from the jet uh, in the form of st four hundred and fifty. It's a static dis- uh, dissipator, a uh, fuel additive. So it cuts down on the static.
4: What's static?
3: Jet engines create What's, static. They're static when a jet well, flies. Uh, when a jet flies uh, through as, the air, uh, it as it's,
4: static. Uh, yeah, as as it's flying, as that uh, as those engines are rotating, right? Yes, you will have just because of the rotation, mm-hmm. they're going to develop their own uh, gyroscopic action, and because they're inter- inter- interacting with other metal parts, mm-hmm. they will build up static. But wait a minute, you're going to put more metal into t- to reduce the static. Why does that sound illogical? Well, for one thing, Peter, it needs
3: further research before we can start saying yeah. that there's a conspiracy that they're putting no, barium. Uh, you
4: know, like I, there, I never there, said there was a-, a conspiracy, but but here's the thing, Rob. When I'm watching mm-hmm. now, he he was a great thing. Uh, uh, when when we were off grid, uh, it was so quiet up there that you could hear the jets flying at thirty five, forty thousand feet. Yeah. No problem. You look up. Not anything coming out from behind them. You can spot the jet and not even a vapor trail coming out from behind these jets. And then all of a sudden you hear a jet and you look up and there's a vapor trail that goes from the jet all the way is right to the horizon. And the jet disappears, the vapor trail remains, and then that vapor trail starts to increase in volume. Wait a minute. Why is it increasing in volume? Why isn't it just dissipating and evaporating? Because at that altitude, it's extremely dry. And so that, that what turns to water vapor is going to evaporate. But this stuff isn't evaporating. It's collecting more water vapor and getting larger and larger and larger. So now I have to question, what's the difference between jet A and jet B? And what is Jet B spewing out the back of it, which isn't right. evaporating, uh, you know, you know so, so that I have to raise okay. questions. All right. Th- this This observational.
3: This is from Boeing, okay? Barium sure. and aluminum uh, f- uh, fumes are simply byproducts of the reaction of dumping coal fly ash particles in the atmosphere reacting with oxygen to form oxide. These chemicals okay. are not blindly mixed with the jet fuel. It's uh, foolish and absurd to think the delivery mechanism—now, why I'm reading so hard is because I'm reading a computer across the room—would uh, involve <laughs> burning them. So there there you go. A simple explanation.
4: Well, well he, now here's a German—well, uh, I wish I could quote this German scientist verbatim, but he actually uh, started doing research into mm-hmm. chemtrails. And it wasn't necessarily what they were spraying out that started the research. It was what was landing on the ground, where the research was started. Was uh, farmers in Germany were noticing some of their uh, a good significant portion of the crops that they had planted stopped growing and then died, mm-hmm. and they wanted to know why. So they started harvesting the, these plants, you know, collecting these right. plants and started uh, doing. And th- this guy. Was excellent. Uh, I forget his name, but there is a YouTube video, and he explains the whole thing. It's about two hours long, and he goes level by level on what they have found, and and he explains the whole process. And what is actually happening is that any of the any of the metals that are injected into these uh engines or into the exhaust of the engines, they go into the fourth state, the state of plasma. And when they recrystal, when they come out of the state of plasma, instead of going into a metal flake or a metal particle or a metal molecule, they turn into metal crystals. They go into a crystalline state when those crystals fall on the ground, they're absorbed by the plants. And what they found is those crystals absorb the sunlight, which then, instead of triggering photosynthesis so the plant can grow, it absorbs that sunlight and cuts off the the photosynthetic process, which feeds the plant and the, the plant withers and dies. He goes on further with other findings that they have, but we're going to be running out of time. We like are. Say, we have it's just a, it's run a two out a two-hour YouTube video. All right, but Peter. I, I want th- to thank
3: you so much for joining us. Unfortunately, we're out of time for tonight, my friend. Take care of yourself, and uh, you know, be, be careful out there, Pete, because there's a lot of strange things going on, and we need oh, Peter Kling. <laughs> and ExoNation, if you'd like to find out more about Peter Kling, visit www.peterkling.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.